Welcome to Alpha and Omega Ministries International. This ministry is committed to bringing apostolic alignment and restoration of the values and principles of the Kingdom of God to the body of Christ. We trust that you will be blessed and encouraged by the Word of God. Alright, Father, we thank you, Lord, for our time together this afternoon and this morning. Thank you for technology that we can use it for your glory and for our edification. Thank you for your Holy Spirit and that in the Spirit there is no distance, but that you have united our hearts and linked us together. And tonight we want to pray just for a wonderful unity and that in the bond of your Spirit, Lord God, that you would minister to our hearts, that you would enable us to see and understand things about the truths of your Word that we've never seen or understood before, things that will touch us, things that will impact our lives, that we may leave this session, Father God, knowing that we've met with you, that you've spoken to our hearts, and that we are changed forevermore for your glory and for your kingdom's sake. We ask this today in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 Thank you, Michael. I also like to acknowledge and welcome Christian uh, from Germany, Anna Polentas from Bridge, and Cheslin from Durbanville, who are not are not able to be seen on our video screen, and of course Michael, whom you just heard in prayer. So we are currently studying the subject of prayer. We are talking about praying the kind of prayers that please God. So if you're taking notes, right at the top of your notes, write praying the kind of prayers that please God. Today we are on part three of our current series on prayer. Before we go any further in our teaching this, uh, this morning, this afternoon, I'd like us to read our foundational scriptures once again, please. Our foundational scriptures once again. Ephesians chapter 6, verse 18 and 19, and Philippians chapter 4, verse 6 and 7. Philippi Ephesians chapter 6, verse 18 and 19, and Philippians chapter 4, verse 6 and 7. Let's begin with our first scripture, praying always with all prayer and supplication in the Spirit, being watchful to this end with all perseverance and supplication for all the saints and for me that utterance may be given to me that I may open my mouth boldly to make known the mystery of the gospel. Philippians 4, 6 and 7 Be anxious for nothing, but in everything by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God. And the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, will guard your hearts and minds through Christ Jesus. Last Sunday, we ended our teaching by looking at the value of wisdom. And, as an example, we looked at Solomon's prayer when he was anointed as a king, the Lord appeared to him in a dream and gave him a choice 
to ask for anything he wanted, and God would grant it to him. And Solomon, being a humble man, and a very young man at that particular time, he asked that God would give him an understanding heart. He asked that God would give him discernment and wisdom. And that pleased the Lord so much, he gave him much more than what he asked for. And we concluded the session by looking at the value of wisdom and how important it is for us Then, when, when we petition the Lord for things for ourselves or for others, one of the things that we should ask for is wisdom from God. Because the scripture says that wisdom is the principal thing. Amen? Amen? Hallelujah. All right, let me recap some of the statements that I had made last Sunday because I believe they are so important for us to know and understand the value of prayer. The value of praying the kind of prayers that please God. One of the statements that we made is that because we are in Christ... We are a people of influence. Amen? Amen. And our prayers will influence people both near and far. Our prayers will influence situations, circumstances, and even nations. Prayer will take us into places that nothing else will. It enlarges the scope of our vision as well as our expectations. We also talked about how prayer will mark the boundaries of our influence. And we cannot influence people or situations beyond the boundaries of our prayers. We can only influence people or situations that we pray for. That's very powerful. Amen? Through prayer, we enter into places, into situations, into families, into communities, and through believing prayer, we can make a difference. But we cannot make a difference in any place, in any family that we do not pray for. Therefore, prayer will mark the boundaries of our influence. We also talked about how prayer will strengthen our inner man, our spirit man, and impart to him whatever we need in order to make a difference for the people we are praying for. Prayer will also purify our hearts In other words, it will separate us from sin. The more we pray, the greater our prayer life is, the more we will be separated and dedicated unto God. So prayer will purify our heart and mind, resulting in us being separated from things and even from people that that do not enhance our spiritual growth, or the purposes of our mission. 
That's why it's important that we build and establish a regular, consistent prayer life. I don't believe that anyone is greater than his prayer life. And as a disciple of Christ, one of the first things that we need to establish in our lives is our prayer life. And I want to encourage you. My wife and I were so touched and blessed by a movie we had seen called The War Room. I don't know how many of you have seen that movie, but it's a powerful, powerful movie concerning the dynamics and the power of one person praying. So I want to encourage you that you view that. If you are in a house church, you view it together and later on discuss it and, and, and see how you can adopt and build and establish, not just as a, as a house church, but also as individuals, a lifestyle of prayer. Can I get an amen, please? So, the greater our prayer life is, the greater will be our separation from the things of this world. In other words, our prayer life will ultimately separate us, as I have mentioned, from not necessarily evil things or sinful things, but things that do not edify, things that do not enhance our faith things that do not promote our mission and our vision in Christ Jesus. Let me also add the following concerning prayer and the value of prayer. God's plans and purposes for our lives are birthed and released only through the womb of prayer and fellowship with the Father. That's very important for us to understand and receive a revelation concerning what I've just said. And I'm going to repeat it again. God's plans for your life, for your family, for your house church, for your community, and purposes, they can only be birthed and released in this natural world through the womb of prayer and fellowship with the Father. Many things which are in the mind and the plan of God for us remain unborn because we have not sought the Lord in prayer. Now, and I will, I will establish that fact through uh, verses of Scripture that we're going to read from Jeremiah 29 verse 11 through to 13. Turn with me, please, to your Bibles, to the book of Jeremiah, chapter 29, verse 11, 12, and 13. Just to establish and confirm the statement that I have just made. Jeremiah 29, verse 11 through to 13. Oh, thank you, Emma. All right. This is what the Word says. For I know the thoughts that I think toward you, says the Lord. They are thoughts of peace and not of evil, to give you a future and a hope. Then you will call upon me, 
and go and pray to me, and I will listen to you. And you will seek me and find me when you search for me with all your heart. Notice what the Lord said in the book of Jeremiah with these verses that we just read. God says, I have thoughts of peace for you. I have a future for you and hope, wonderful plans. But you will only get to know them. You will only get to see them if you will call upon me in prayer and go and pray to me. When you seek me, he says, you will find me. And in finding God, you're going to discover these wonderful thoughts of peace, the plans and the purposes of God for you and for yours. You will discover them. You will see them. And through prayer, you will release them into this natural, visible world. Therefore, prayer releases the birthing of God's purposes, God's thoughts, and God's plans for our life. Amen. Amen. That is why many thoughts of God concerning us, number of plans, wonderful plans of God that He has for our lives and for our future are never realized because we have not sought the Lord passionately with all of our heart. In other words, we have not shown any zeal or interest concerning those plans and concerning those purposes for our lives. It's you, Prayerlessness is a serious sin. It robs you of the blessings, of the benefits, and of your inheritance in Christ Jesus. Say Amen, please. Now, let me also add the following statement. Prayer will shape the future of our walk with the Lord in our divine destiny. Prayer, the way God wants us to pray, shapes the future of our walk with Christ in our divine destiny. My prayer life shaped my future and my destiny long ago. Because I began to pray fervently, consistently, regularly as an early disciple of the Lord Jesus. I am where I am today because of the prayers I prayed yesteryear and yesterday. It's important for us to receive a revelation of what we are teaching concerning this subject. I chose the path that I am on now through my prayers. It was my prayers that I prayed many years ago that have brought me to the place where I am today. It literally changed my life and my future and the life and the future of my family as well as my children and I believe it will shape the destiny of my grandchildren 
in the Lord. That's how prayer, that's how powerful prayer is. And I'm saying these things because I want to inspire you and encourage you to establish this kind of prayer. You begin small. You don't begin big. But you add and grow. God's ways have always been little by little, line upon line, precept upon precept. And God builds on what we give Him. But we have to give Him something to work with. Amen? Amen. Amen. So, my prayers fueled my passion to be found in God's will regardless of the cost. It was my prayers that fueled the passion in my life. And it is your prayers that's going to fuel your passion for the Lord Jesus and for the extension of His kingdom. Amen? Amen. In fact, without a shadow of a doubt, my prayers guided me to the place I am today, both spiritually, socially, and financially. And that is the truth. Amen? Prayer will also release favor and grace for God's purposes in our sphere of influence. And I believe with all of my heart that the failure of every Christian endeavor is related to prayer failure. It's not lack of money, it's not lack of power, it's not lack of resources, but a lack of genuine spiritual prayer. Real spiritual work is done and executed in the prayer closet. That's where many battles are won, and that's where many battles are lost. Amen. Amen. How are you doing so far? Are you receiving it? We are. Amen. Now, let me look at some New Testament prayers of petition, and particularly one of them. One prayer of petition that the Holy Spirit highlighted as I prepared this lesson today. And I want you to turn with me to the book of Matthew, chapter 9, verse 36 through to 38. Last week we looked at 1 Timothy, chapter 2, where Paul, writing to Timothy, he encourages him and instructs him to, first of all, pray and give thanks for all men, especially for those of high responsibility and authority. We've discussed that already. That kind of praying is pleasing to the Lord. Now, today we're going to look at Matthew 9, 36 through to 38. Are you there? Can I start reading? But when he saw the multitudes, that is Jesus, he was moved with compassion for them, 
because they were weary and scattered like sheep having no shepherd. Then he said to his disciples, The harvest truly is plentiful, but the laborers are few. Therefore pray the Lord of the harvest to send out laborers into his harvest. In these passages of Scripture, the Lord gave us specific instructions to pray and petition the Lord of the harvest to send out laborers to gather in the harvest. Is that correct? Amen. So, a laborer is someone who labors in the Lord and for the Lord in the harvest field. The Greek word used for laborer here is a worker. Now, meaning someone who is trained in the word and commissioned by the Lord to shepherd and care for his people. Amen? Amen. Now, here is a testimony that I want to share with you. Something that I've experienced personally. An answer to this kind of prayer. My ministry to the Greek people began, was birthed, shaped, and ultimately commissioned as a result of my prayers to the Lord, as well as others who prayed and asked the Lord specifically to send out laborers into the harvest fields of the Greek nation. In fact, when I went to the United States for the first time in 1987 to meet up with Father Stefano, a Greek Orthodox theologian, who was filled with the Spirit, who personally encouraged me through his letters and stood with me in my ministry, the Lord revealed to me by the Spirit. No, no man showed me this. I was sitting before him in his office. The presence of the Lord filled that room. The anointing came upon me and the Spirit revealed to me that day that Father Stefano was my spiritual father. He went home to be with the Lord now. The Spirit said to me that my rebirth and my commissioning into the ministry to the Greek people was the result of this man's prayers that he cried out to the Lord for many years to revive the Greek Orthodox people. I was literally shaking and weeping like a little child because I looked and I beheld the man who through his labors in prayer gave birth to me at that moment and commissioned me through his prayers in the Spirit to go to the Greek nation worldwide. That was an amazing revelation that I held deep within my heart all these years. And I was forever grateful and thankful to the Lord for raising up that man to pray and travail in prayer for the Lord to raise up laborers 
and sent into the harvest fields of the Greek nation. Now, the Heavenly Father trained me in the Word, later sent me out to minister and take care of His people. And all of this was the result of much prayer. I'm showing you how important, how influential, and how dynamic is your prayers. Never belittle your prayers. Amen. I want to say that again. Never belittle your prayers. God hears and answers your prayers even though He may take a long while for you to see the manifestation of those prayers. Amen. The Bible says those who sow in tears will reap in joy. That's referring to tearful intercession that is birthed out of compassion for the people who are lost, who are sick, who are broken and dispersed on every corner of the continent. You don't have to be a pastor to pray. You don't have to be a preacher to pray. You just have to be a believer. Amen? Amen. Amen. Now, let me give you another recent testimony to the glory of God, one that's, that's recent, as well as showing you how God answers and responds to such kind of prayers. Elisa's prayer request for quite a while now. I would say maybe in the last five years, Elise. How long have you been to the valley? Ten years. Maybe more. Yes, more than five years. This was her prayer for quite a while, crying out to God to bring the uncompromising Word of God to the valley. She would often write to me and say, I wish that your ministry would come to this place. And she prayed, and she prayed, and she interceded, and she made copies of CDs and gave them all around. Then Johan took up and Antoinette sharing CDs, spreading the word, praying, and talking to God about this. I confidently, without any doubt, say today that my influence in ministry came to the valley of where you are because of initially Elisa's prayers. Amen. I was sent because someone prayed. God sends out laborers because someone asked him to. A preacher, um, Charles Wesley, I think, or John Wesley, I can't remember who exactly, made a statement in the 1800s and said, it seems that God will do nothing for humanity unless someone asks Him to. How powerful is that? Very. Amen. Now, it is important to pray and ask the Lord to send out laborers. Laborers who are trained in the Word to shepherd and care for His people. 
laborers who have compassion for the lost, the sick, the brokenhearted, and the discouraged. That's where God's heart is, folks. God's heart is with people. His whole agenda, His whole program, His whole purpose is toward people. God is in the business of restoring people. Amen. Amen. And we need to have the same heart, the same compassion, the same love for the lost, for the sick, for the brokenhearted, for the confused, for the discouraged, for the hopeless. And to pray and ask Him by faith, Lord, send laborers into your harvest fields. Amen. Amen. I would like to believe with all my heart that Peter and Emma who have been trained in the word have been sent to Zimbabwe to take care and minister to God's people as well as to the lost in answer to our prayer request to send out laborers into the harvest field of the nation of Zimbabwe. I believe they are here today. Yes, there may be other reasons. Then there are other reasons behind the move. But I believe the primary reason is for God's work and for God to work in them and through them in touching the lives of those that God brings to them. Amen. Amen. We desire and we pray and petition the Lord that our ministry would make an impact in some way and bless this nation of Zimbabwe. Now, they could have easily chosen what is more comfortable, what is easier for them, by choosing to slot in one of the many churches here in Harare, become a nominal Christian, attend church every Sunday, and just be another so-called normal Christian and forget about the harvest field of the Lord. They could have done that. And you know what? That's what most believers do today. It is a fact. They go to church to learn about Christ, and all we do is learn but never do anything about what we learn. We return home from church, go about our daily progress, our daily work, engrossed in our own plans, our own activities, while people cry out for someone to help them and minister to them. Church, we need to wake up. Hello? Yes. Amen. The kingdom of God, I believe, suffers loss because laborers are not sent out to do His work. This needs to change. And change will come if we pray the Lord of the harvest to send out laborers into His harvest. Amen. What are we talking about? 
prayers or the kind of prayers that please God. This prayer pleases God tremendously because it deals with laborers, it deals with the harvest, it deals with the souls of men and women, and we need experienced, trained workers to be raised up and to be sent out into the harvest fields of the nations. There is, I believe, a ripening of the harvest in our day such as no other generation has ever seen before. Wherever we look, and in whatever direction we look, there are people who are lost, people who are sick, broken, and discouraged. Would you say amen to that? Yes, amen. Now, the Word of God asks, Who will go for us? Isaiah chapter 6. God asks, Who will go for us? Whom shall I send? Romans chapter 10. Turn there with me please. Romans 10 verse 14 and 15 says the following. Romans chapter 10 verse 14 and 15. This is a very revealing scripture concerning what we're talking about. Romans 10 verse 14 and 15. How then shall they call on him in whom they have not believed? And how shall they believe in him of whom they have not heard? And how shall they hear without a preacher? And how shall they preach unless they are sent? As it is written, How beautiful are the feet of those who preach the gospel of peace, who bring glad tidings of good things. Let me say this. If you have an unsaved family member, an unsaved friend whom you see regularly, an unsaved work colleague, the best prayer that you can pray is to the Lord and say, Lord, please send a laborer, one whom this person will be open to, this person will receive from, so that they can communicate to them the love of God, the gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ. And as you continue to pray that, one of two things are going to happen. Either God will send you and prepare their heart, or God will touch someone else's heart and send him to them. I am here today because someone came to me and shared the love of God with me. Even though I resisted when he came, he insisted. He would not let go until I heard the gospel. And to this day, I thank God 
for his determination, for his compassion toward me. Because the Lord touched his heart with compassion concerning me, my brother, and my family. I mean, you there, you born again because someone spoke to you, isn't it? Someone led you, someone shared something that touched your heart, isn't it? So, laborers are raised, they are trained in the Word, and ultimately commissioned and sent out as a result of our prayer request to send out laborers into His harvest field. So, what shall we do? Shall we pray? Shall we petition the Lord to do what He has asked us to do? You may say, I can't go. I'm not eloquent in speech. Well, pray that God will send someone. You can easily give a tape message or a CD to someone. You don't have to preach. You just put somebody else to preach to them. We will either pray or allow the harvest to be picked up and there, there are many who are being picked up today by deceivers and false religions of this world. Many are falling into cults. Many are falling into Eastern religions. Why? Because they're crying out. They're they hungry. They're searching for the truth. And if we are not there to present the truth, someone else will go with a lie. Hello. Amen. I think I've said enough today concerning prayer and we will we will just conclude but I don't want us to just okay say a prayer close it. I want us while we are there together today I want us to pray. I want us to pray as the Lord leads us that He would send forth laborers into the places whom the Spirit will remind you of. I'm asking you to pray for Peter and Emma who are sent here and planted here that the Lord will, that the Lord will guide them in order to reach the harvest that is ripe people that are ready to receive and embrace Christ as their Lord and Savior. So however the Spirit of God leads you, can we do that? Amen. So let me open the session in prayer. We will stay on the air and I'm asking you to pray as the Spirit leads you. Heavenly Father, we want to say thank you today for the word we have received, the word you have sent to us through your Spirit, touching our hearts, reminding us that the harvest is plenteous in all of the nations of the world. And you have specifically requested us to pray to the Lord of the harvest to send out laborers into his harvest field. And so, Lord, we ask you to do that. In Jesus' name, thank you, Lord. Amen. 
Thank you for listening to this message. For additional resources and more information about this ministry, come and visit us at www.alphaomegaint.org.za.